0: Welcome to Splainin'. The podcast where
1: two guys explain things to each other. That they should know. But don't.
0: Mm-mm. I'm Jeff Sims. And I'm Evan Smith. Welcome, Evan, to episode seven, buddy, season two. Welcome, Evan, to episode seven. Uh, uh, we are gonna rhyme. Maybe. You're Let's just say... Hang on.
1: Your audio is like cutting in and out.
0: Okay. Well, maybe I'll just talk by myself. Uh, this is what the people want to hear. They want to hear a show. Only me, not Evan. Don't tell him. He'll be upset.
1: What if I just stayed silent now and just kept staring at you and just let you go?
0: Well, this would be the greatest hour and a half anybody ever got. <laughs> and they got it for free. Listen, <laughs> how, people how paid long would you go, lots I of money. <laughs> what?
1: How long would you go?
0: Uh, as long as you need it actually. I was prepared. <laughs> I actually have in my back pocket a full wrap in case uh technical error should Not to itself.
1: mention a, a stand up comedy routine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ready to ready Don't to help ho- me started.
1: And not to mention smoke room on the kyle. I mean there's six minutes there. Six. Bye. <laughs> it
0: started off being fourteen, it ended off in about two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> tell of the tales of fishermen Tell when summer's work is done but the fish they cut The birds they shot, The crazy wrist they run <laughs> <laughs> Funny I mean, a good
1: way to kill the time, though That's what I'll do um, Honestly,
0: yes From here on in
1: That's it Speaking of ways to kill the time As you know, Jeff Because you helped me get it I got a Nintendo Switch Tell um, me about Because <laughs> Tell me about it's Dad Because Tiffany and I We were like, okay, here's how much we're saving on babysitters. Here's how much we're saving on booze by doing Dry February. Here's how much Mm. we're saving on, like, the people who clean our house. Not to mention This is how much we
0: hate having to sit down and talk to each other, so let's... Exactly.
1: What's the price of not having to speak for a couple hours tonight? Um, Anyway, (laughs) with all the money that we saved, we're like, let's do it, man. Let's get a Nintendo Switch. We got a few friends who have it. We can play Mario Kart online. Mario Kart is my jam. Anyway, great time. Um I love, like, the SNES stuff is all there. Yeah. Just, like, oh, yeah. World's Your Oyster kind of stuff. Not to uh-huh. mention, I took the boys for a drive yesterday, because I'll just, like, Oliver will not sleep very long unless he's in the car. So, mm. on and if Harrison doesn't nap anymore. But he will if you turn the heat up high enough in the car. So I was like, come on, yes. here he goes. So, yeah, two of them fell asleep. Next time bro-
0: you go, bring me along, would you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: You give me a nummy,
1: and then, and then I'll uh, sit in the back. <laughs> so anyway, they both fell asleep, and I had the switch with me, and so I just parked up by Middle Cove next to the ocean, played Mario Kart yeah. for thirty-five
0: minutes in my car. <laughs> <That> <laughs> it really so felt dark, like a win, but brilliant. Oh man,
1: I was living my best life. Gorgeous view while I was waiting for the loading screens, and yeah, you know, I'm sure I was gonna say like, gorgeous view, and amazing? you had
0: your head stuck down to the console,
1: yeah, staring at video games. Um, yeah. But anyway, I did I'm do it. one. Though. Yeah. We did this a similar thing when I was a kid. We were like we had to play outside. You know, that was a thing, like go outside, you can't keep playing inside and playing video games. Mm-hmm. So one day my buddy Ryan and I opened up his kitchen window, ran the cords all out through the window onto the deck, set up underneath <laughs> the uh, like uh, big umbrella at the at the table outside on the deck. <laughs> ah, we did play at our N sixty four rock yeah out? Mother called home. Are you outside? Oh yeah, we're outside, yeah. And it wasn't even a lie,
0: and you weren't lying to mutter Yep. God love you. Sure, that will. Um, like on my Mac, I have the emulator, and that's that's like my favorite thing. Yeah. Like anytime I'm on vacation, I have a day off, or like when we went to Trinity, is like to sit out on a deck with the N64 controller, my coffee, you know, just play some Mario Golf. It's Mario a tennis.
1: great time. Mario Golf is one of the most underrated golf games. Everybody's like, Tiger Woods is this, Tiger Woods is that. I'm like, no, man, the original Tiger Woods, Mario.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Bowser. Yeah. My God, Bowser. he can't whack it. No. <laughs> <laughs> whack so it. So we are now... Uh, w- <laughs> yeah, no, let's not... Let's... <laughs> I hardly even knows it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um so what are we on? Day Well actually have we completed the first full week of our new lockdown? I think we're close to it. Uh it?
1: Geez, Jeff, I don't no, hang on. Monday last Monday was a snowstorm. So everybody yep. was home and we shut down the studio and then Tuesday shit started to go down and then Wednesday was full lockdown, I think. Like uh, Tuesday Tuesday you... they put a bunch of restrictions in place, but it wasn't oh we're at alert level five.
0: No, I think that was like Wednesday night.
1: Oh, yeah, they did it right. No, there was was an extra briefing Wednesday night when they announced the... um,
0: It was Wednesday night. The
1: variant. Yeah.
0: Yep, it was Wednesday night. So we're almost at a full week into our new lockdown. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, so uh,
0: I'm going crazy.
1: I am so going crazy. I was talking to... I taught at Sheridan today, so pretty much all of those students are in Ontario. Like 90% of them are in Ontario. And um, I was just like mentioning to them about locked down and being locked down again and we had the variant or whatever and so many of them have been locked down for like so long already i was like for like a year you, now you are talking to the wrong people <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently actually though because didn't they do like a 30-day lockdown thing in toronto they were like we're locking it down for 30 days and then we're gonna open her up like once all the covet's gone i think that actually is tomorrow or something or today like that's the end of the 30 days
0: oh god yeah, I'm Have not the sure. cases dropped? Do we know, or was it? Affected? I don't
1: know. By it. I'm trying. I'm finding it hard to keep up with Newfoundland's cases alone. Ontario, yeah,
0: it's a bit of a mess here now lately. But yeah, um, we're still going strong. It's on the downward slope. Did you see the? Uh, meme? <laughs> Maybe
1: you said it to me. Of the reporter asking, like, so, Doctor Fitzgerald, uh, you seem to be uh, wondering, like, you know, with the rising case numbers, like, are you concerned? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. I said that to you. Am I concerned? Yes, I'm concerned. That's why I shut down the province.
0: <laughs> That's why <laughs> no, She's a gem. She's a gem, man. She's a national treasure. They are naming they're hoping Dr. to Fitzgerald. name
1: the um sci- the new science building after her, hey? Like there's a That'd petition going. Wouldn't it? Yep. A, name yeah. it after a woman, B, named after a current woman who's not like dead for 300 years. Mm. And like, you know, she she approaches everything from the area of science.
0: Yes, she is fantastic. She's
1: fantastic. Just make
0: it happen, people. Yeah. When mom retired, um we uh it was it was part of the original uh break, well the uh, Do you hear me? The original lockdown. That's what I almost <laughs> just said. The OG. The OG lockdown. <laughs> OGLD The first. I was the first wave. I was there. Yeah, yeah. That is shocking, um, and because of that, they couldn't have a formal retirement party. Um, so what they did for is your they mother? invited her bubble. Yeah, for my mom. They invited her bubble, or her. It was when we were doing the double bubbles, right? And I was part of my family's double bubble, and um, we were in a our own room, and they had all of the employees of um, her department like yeah. get on Zoom chat and give a little message. And Doctor uh... Fitzgerald got on, and she said the most lovely thing. I was starstruck just seeing her. <laughs> it's like when Santa Claus calls the house. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: here
0: we are. Here we are.
1: Here we are. Yep. Well, you know what? I have
0: no corrections from last week because we were perfect. We were
1: perfect and um and it, and it's about time, Jeff. I mean, what Honestly, are we Thirty, thirty-nine, forty 39 40 episodes in? We've been we've yes. been gunning for perfection.
0: We're starting to catch our uh our wave. Our wave? Yeah. See what it did?
1: Like a wave of a pandemic?
0: Yeah. Let's move on.
1: Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, would you like me to tell you about Alexander the Great?
0: I would love to hear. Have um, He Alexander has been on this great. list
1: for so long. Yep. Like he's been on the long list for for longer than many things. I think he was par- I don't know if he was part of the original list, but he was definitely up. Close there. to it. Um yep. so Alexander the Third, or Alexander the Great, as he's usually referred to. Um so Jeff, why do you think he's so great? Why
0: wasn't he Alexander the Mediocre? Why wasn't he Alexander <laughs> the pretty good? Uh oh, you're actually asking me. Oh, great. Yeah. Um Well, I think he was very similar to like Genghis Khan or like Cleopatra in that. Uh, very long time ago and just a big, like a dominator of, I don't know, areas. World, world, areas, a dominator of areas. I like it. That should be, is that on his tombstone? No, I think he was a, uh, wasn't he, well, I, um,
1: that's the name of his first he? album, I think.
0: What was the second one? Oh, <laughs> put me on the spot, you piece of Didn't. shit.
1: <laughs> uh, his second Mediocre. album was, um, so, Alexander the Great um, dominating certain areas? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, no. It's too hard when you're on the spot. Cause no matter what you say, people are like, eh, it's pretty good given that he was on the spot. That's um, true. We'll put something out as the Easter egg. Once I have, Give me a couple days to think about it. And before I edit it, I'll throw something in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make it seem like it was part of the conversation.
0: Yeah, good job. Good for you. Yeah, was he a—and I guess you're going to tell me, but he, he, I guess he was either a like a commander or was he, like, I don't know, the ruler? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, both. Tell me.
0: Um, I'm going to now.
1: So Alexander actually changed the course of history. In just 13 years, Alex, as I'm going to call him for the rest of this plane, um, created his own time period, which re- historians refer to as the Hellenistic period. Ugh. What's was his wife that?
0: Helen, or was it Helenistic? Oh,
1: I know. I well, I was thinking Helen of Troy. I was like, is Helen of Troy involved? Is that a thing? Is this in this same time period? No, nothing to do with Helenis. That from Helen, um, Helenistic comes from the word hellazine, which means to speak Greek or identify with the Greeks. Hmm. He was Greek, and he like you know took over certain areas. He dominated them. Some would say, and. Um, so he uh, he created a Hellenistic period where, like, many things were dominated by Greek culture. Um, um, so in those 13 years, Alex acquired the largest empire. It feels wrong to call him Alex. I just really want to shorten it. But it does feel weird, doesn't it?
0: Only his mother calls him Alexander.
1: Alexander. To...
0: Um, Alex acquired the largest
1: empire in the entire ancient world. That's what he did. Mm. Stretching over 3,000 miles, he left Macedonia, which is near the bottom of Europe, just above Greece. Um, That's all he inherited, um, this one small little area. From there, (laughs) he he conquered. (laughs) That
0: reminds me of Donald Trump. I only took a small loan of $1 million from my father. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what he got. He got a small little bit of land. Um, from there, that was a really bad Santos, Go he on. got a small plane. Yeah. <laughs> Santos. From there, he conquered from Macedonia to Egypt and Greece to part of India. So if we're talking today's maps, uh, we're talking Albania, Greece, um, Romanic, Bulgaria, Turkey, Egypt, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, Afghanistan, parts of India, and whatever is in between.
0: Holy Hellenistic.
1: Yep. So <laughs> so with that, let us begin the tale of A-L-E-X-A-N-D A- from 300 B C. Well done. Thanks. It's not really that well done because if you actually listen to what I said, I said Alexand. I didn't say the E-R because I needed the syllables for the words.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But you know what? Moving forward. So Alexander was will. born in Pella, Macedonia. In 356 BC, to King Philip II and Queen Olympias, it was rumored that on the eve of the consumption of her marriage, Olympias dreamed her womb was struck by a thunderbolt that caused a flame to spread far and wide before dying away, which began Hmm. to spark some rumors, pun intended, spark, that Alexander was actually the son of Zeus. Oh. And it was a bit of a immaculate conception, like a thunderbolt conception. Interesting. Um, more on that later. Alexander was tutored by none other than Aristotle. So We got parents struggling at home, trying to homeschool their kids during the pandemic, and Alex is like, hereby, <laughs> here's one of the smartest people who have ever lived. <laughs> He'll
0: teach you a thing or two. I've only had a small loan and the smartest person <laughs> on earth. Um, he, whereby, he
1: begins to show greatness at a young age. A horse dealer, which... It's just a fun occupation. What do you do? Uh, I deal with horses, man. Uh, Named (laughs) Philonicus the Thessalian. Thessalian.
0: (laughs) No, that's a fake name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's his alias.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I deal mostly in in horses.
1: Uh, um, He offered King Philip a horse for a very high price, but because no one could tame this horse, King Philip declined. Alexander immediately took a liking to this horse and was intrigued by it and told his father if he could tame it that he um or if he couldn't tame it sorry then he would pay for the horse himself so philip was like all right bye the horse the horse was named uh, bu- pegasus it definitely no. name was pegasus B- he phallus. grew wings and bucephalus well? and he was a wild one but alexander noticed that it seemed to be distressed by its own shadow like literally quite afraid of its own shadow <laughs> So Alex spoke soothingly to the horse, turned the horse to face the sun so it couldn't see its shadow, um, and the horse was like, yeah, this is great. So Alexander and Bessophalus instantly bonded, and they were together for 18 years fighting every single
0: battle wow. together.
1: He and the horse.
0: Actually, if you were to ask me how long a horse lives, I don't know if 18 years is a long time or not. Uh, Well, I mean, the horse was already like, I don't know, 10 or something. Uh, well, actually, I know how exactly
1: how old the horse was, but I don't want to tell you because I'm ruining part of the story. Um, oh. So, because the horse dies in the story, Jeff. That's why I just don't want Heaven. Want... Uh, <laughs> so sorry. What Alex Alexander is... the Shitty Story. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander the Great Pain in My Ass. Uh, that, that, that's what his mom called him. Like, you know when like your parents use your full name? Alexander yeah. the Great Pain in My Ass, Daniel
0: Thomas. <laughs> you get up there and deal with Pegasus.
1: Yeah, but uh, Alex is sixteen. Dad goes off to battle, leaves Alex in charge. So he's like, you know, if you have any girls over, keep the bedroom door open at times. I know how much liquor's yeah, in sure the cabinet.
0: You, make sure you go outside to play with your N sixty four through the window. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I know what my l- liquor tastes like when you puts water back in the bottles to fill them up. So I don't even <laughs> think about that. <laughs> um, by the way, there's a super, fa- super fabulous gay army that's going to attack while I'm gone. Don't let them in.
2: <laughs>
1: Literally, this happens. What? So this is a sidebar because this isn't actually, I was like, this isn't real. This can't be true. And indeed, in 338 BC, Alex gets to prove his worth when the sacred band of Thebes show up. So in ancient Greece, it was very like a modern day San Francisco, like gay capital of the world, super accepted. Don't know what happened between now and then, or not now and then, but like, you know, well, kind of now and then with like, you know, um, homophobia and stuff. But at the time, it's was like, no, 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 you do you. Everybody was having sex with everybody. Gender did not matter. It's so like, great. Something happened along the way, not sure what. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, there's this army of 150 male homosexual couples. So 300 men total who are all couples. And this was Plato's idea in 370 that if you had a group of couples, because women obviously at that time weren't fighting in worst, so it had to be men. Um, each man would fight harder in order to protect their lover because they'd be fighting alongside their lover all the time.
0: Ooh. Anyway
1: wasn't just a stunt. These guys fought. In th- 371, they took on the Spartans at the Battle of Lutra and won. Uh, these men were selected on their athletic ability and military experience. When there were no battles to fight, the men kept in top form by holding wrestling competitions and <laughs> also dancing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so often uh, at the same
1: time. <laughs> I don't know who the Gloria Gainer of that time was, but that's a thing. No, so it was thought honestly. that engaging in the arts would make them more well-rounded. Their training yeah. was compared to fighting forces of the Spartans. They were like similar training and they were like hella warriors. Heck yeah. Isn't that wicked? Like I was like, yeah. this can't be true, this is false. I thought that's amazing. Yeah. So at the Battle of Cheronia, the sacred band was no match for Alexander and the Macedonian army. They were surrounded and asked to surrender, but the lovers chose to fight to the end. All 300 soldiers were slaughtered, but it was reported that King Philip actually wept at the end of the battle for the loss of such brave and respected group of men. Even though he was the one who won and killed them all, he was like, I'm so sorry that we had to do that. Because they they wanted them to surrender, but they would. They were like, no, 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 we're fighting to the death. Yeah. And to the death they did. Uh, just two years later, King Philip was assassinated by his bodyguard and former lover, Passanius. Again, just like, they're all loving everybody. Everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. At the
1: age of 20, Alexander now claims the throne. There's speculation that Alexander or his mother were involved in the assassination, but it's unclear if any of it is true. But mm. before his death, Philip married a new wife. Well, I mean, they had numerous wives at the time as well, not to mention their other lovers. Um, so like, it wasn't like he broke up with Alexander's mother. He just like also got another wife. Um, this yeah. wife, though, was Macedonian. His first Macedonian wife, her name was Cleopatra. Not the one that you're thinking <gasps> of. Not that one. Oh. Um, so any children born by her would be more fitting for king than Alexander, because he was only half Macedonian, because his mother was from Buckins. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know where she was from, uh, but she wasn't from Macedonia. No. Southern shore somewhere. So in the yes. end, um, Philip being killed certainly worked out for Alexander. So people, I guess people were like, because it worked out so well that like, okay, now you're definitely going to inherit the throne. Maybe you had something to do with it. Who's to say? He takes the throne, immediately kills any of his rivals who would challenge his claim to it. His cousin, dead. Two Macedonian princes, death. Olympia, Alex's mom, had Cleopatra and her daughter burned alive.
0: Oh, as, great. As
1: well as Attalus, Cleopatra's uncle, in command of the advance guard. Deed.
0: They were deed. They
1: were deed. Uh, then, pretty quickly, Alex commits to achieving his father's dream world domination. Dum, dum, dum. He starts marching. Left foot, right foot. Left foot, right foot. <laughs> Where's that from? Oh, from Fairly Family Guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, Randy Newman. Take that long look at Randy. Fat <laughs> man walking over. <laughs> so good. Um, Great. At, at Mount Ham's, in, his army defeats the Thrashen forces. At the Leginus Le River, they defeat the Tribali. They follow the Danube River for days, come across the Jatai tribe, and surprising them with a night attack forces them to retreat. So they're just like taking places left, right, and center. He then yeah. hears about two kings, Cletus, <laughs> maybe, Cl- <laughs> maybe Cletus, I don't know, and uh, thinking of like a southern American, like, Cletus. <laughs> Greek from yeah. 300 BC, and Gla- Glaucius, who are trash-talking Alexander. He marches into their lands, defeats their armies, and sends them packing. Mm-hmm. So now Greece is at peace, more or less, in that he had conquered it all. Next stop, the Persian Empire. So he appoints General Antipater as regent and takes his army to Persia. Immediately, they're met with Persian and some of the Greek forces that has, had retreated. Pew, pew, dead. Fight, fight, fight. Win, win, win. Pew, 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 you can pew, see pew. the pattern. At, but then at Halicarnassus, the defending troops were actually successful in holding off Alex's army long enough that King Darius III, the newest Persian king, could assemble a big old army. Now, mm-hmm. Alexander still wins that fight, but because he was delayed longer than intended, he knows the battles ahead will have more time to prepare for him. Hence, big old army coming.
0: Big old army coming.
1: So then, as a little pit stop, Alex heads to Gordium uh, because there's a big knot there that no one can untangle. <laughs> So it's like, just like a pile of extension cords, like, we can't get through it. Someone help us out.
0: (laughs) We can't make heads or tails of it. Alex got tiny fingers. Come over here. Try to figure this out. (laughs) Lots of time on his hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Gordian is where Turkey is now. So apparently in Gordian, there was this ancient wagon with seven knots, all so tightly entangled that it was impossible to see how they were fastened. The legend was that this wagon had belonged to Gordius, the father of King Midas. Hmm. Trust, Trust the Midas, Midas touch. touch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder if because of the delay we were actually in sync that whole time. <laughs> I was just about to say, because we're on FaceTime, I wonder if that'll actually line up nicely. Most likely I'll make not, it, but... I'll make it line up
1: and put in a little ding, 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 ding. I'll put in a little xylophone. Sure. Um, You should be way more excited about that.
0: Well, I just, I think it, I just don't think it's going to work.
1: You don't know anything.
0: I don't know why I'm so passionate about this all of a sudden. <laughs> you know nothing. I also have no idea if we sang in the same key. I didn't really hear you.
1: Oh, well, listen up, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, King at the Midas. time,
1: King Midas' father had a knot and he was really bad at keeping it together. Or, no, really good at keeping it together, actually. It was all tied up. <laughs> uh, at the time, it was declared that any man who could unravel the knots was destined to rule all of Asia. So, Alexander tried for a while to no success. So, what does he do? He, he says, cuts it. <laughs> He says it makes no difference how they are losing. Cuts them in half with a sword. <laughs> 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 He's like, Great, I'm ruler of Asia now, right?
0: That's it. That's how that works. What yeah, that's somebody- baby.
1: I know, then somebody else came out of their kitchen like, oh, can you open this jar as well? <laughs> he just throws it on the floor. <laughs> it doesn't matter how it's opened. Um, so it's now 333 BC, and Alex and his men finally encounter the big old Persian army I told you about near the town of Isis in southern Turkey. And what a big old army it was. Alex's forces were hugely outnumbered, but also they were better. Not only were they more experienced men, but they were seeking revenge for past battles, and they really wanted to claim Persia's wealth, which was vast, and most of it was stolen from other places. So, like, we need that back. So, um, when it became clear that Alex is going to win that battle, King Darius takes whatever troops he can and flees, leaving behind his wife, two daughters, and his mother, Sissy Gambus. (laughs) 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 Sissy Sissy. is rotted. And Immediately declares Alexander her adopted son. She just begs oh. for their lives. And then she's like, by the way, you're mine now. Like, I will do it, whatever it is in my power, because my son is a coward who left me here <laughs> and ran off.
2: <laughs>
1: um, so actually, he later married Sissy... What's her name? Sissy Gambus' granddaughter. Sissy and God, uh, <laughs> when Alexander finally dies, Sissy is so upset that she locks herself in a room, doesn't eat for four days, and dies. Isn't that horrible? What? I know. That's how like close they became. This mother of the g- guy who Alexander was fighting, who he left behind. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's enough. So about outlandish. Sissy. It's very outlandish. So after the great victory at Isis, everyone's like, "Ooh, Alexander, you're so great at fighting, and your brain is so mm. big." And he was noted to say, "There is nothing impossible to him who will try." So he keeps trying. Yes. On he goes to the cities of Marathis and Eridus, takes them both. Now King Darius sends a peace treaty to Alexander and offers Alexander some of the land that he's already captured <laughs> and $10,000. Good. $10, Good ra- yeah, this is the first time writing a peace treaty, is it,
0: bud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your first goal of it, is it?
1: Yeah. You know that spot you're already like you know on now because you killed all my men and you took it. Like You can keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he book. also offered 10,000 talents as a ransom for his family. Which is probably...
0: Says, in the, in the town that he already had captive.
1: Yeah. Alex <laughs> says, since he's now king of Asia, he gets to decide how land is divided. And then he takes all of Syria. Good. Next comes the Battle of Tyre, which was an island, which was apparently heavily fortified. So we're talking like 332 BC Signal Hill.
0: Oh, you know? great. Yes.
1: Yes. Um... <laughs> the Tyrians refuse Alexander entry, and Alex has no navy. He just has foot soldiers and horses. So Alex is like, I have a problem. The Tyrians are like, build a bridge and get over it. And Alex is like, good idea. That's exactly what I will do. <laughs> so he starts building a causeway to the island, which is yes. going really great. Until they start getting closer and closer and closer within range of the Tyrians. I don't know why they didn't think of this first. But once they're in no. range, they just keep pummeling them and sending them back. So like, okay, this isn't going to work. Finally, Alexander realizes, we're going to need some boats. Seven months later, comes back, returns with a large fleet of ships, breaches the city walls, executes thousands of Tyrian men of military age, because, you know, kill those who would rebel. We learned that from Genghis mm-hmm. Khan. And we did. Um, women and children sold into slavery. So, King Darius sends another peace offer. Rather than accept, Alexander heads for Egypt. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to take some more stuff. I'm going to keep going. Yep. Uh, after news spreads of how they took the city of Tyre, most towns on the way just give up as the buys pass through. They're like, white flag, you're welcome. <laughs> Here's a biscuit. Um, so all smooth sailing until he hits Gaza, which is on a big hill. So immediate disadvantage, because you're trying to go uphill to people like, I don't know, throwing rocks at you, coming down. Yeah. So one of his generals pleads with him, um, saying the city will be impossible to take. Twitch Alexander says, "Silence, Derek. There is nothing impossible to him who will try." So he, he tries. Did. Three mm-hmm. times he fails. Ooh. But on the fourth time, by sheer willpower and having exhausted the defending troops, they're just like, "Oh my God, he's attacking again!" Seriously? Yeah. Like, can't get a nap in. So eventually, no. the tr- the defending troops are just so tired they breach the walls, take Gaza, and um, but not before Alexander suffers a serious shoulder wound. And then they do their thing. Men, dead, women, children, slaves. Yep. Next, there's an oracle in the desert of Egypt who Alexander seeks out. Maybe just, like, give him a shoulder, some tide to rest, like, let's just wander into the desert and find this oracle. Who's to say? Uh, As if things couldn't get better for Alexander, aside from his old jangly shoulder, the oracle produces, or pronounces it, rather, him son of the deity Amun, the Egyptian king of gods, synonymous with Zeus. Ooh, Remember his mother's dream on her wedding night? Yes, indeed. well, now an oracle who knew nothing about that is like, yeah, you're the son of Zeus, by the way, So mm. from then on, I know it's like mm, wait, she saw there- all that
0: in the tarot cards, did she?
1: I think she did the palm reading, yeah, and then she drew some pictures in the sand.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was at the carnival charging him fifteen bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you walk like 30 kilometers into the desert. She's like, that'll be 1,000 talents, please. He's yes, like, well, all I can like... do is play guitar. That's the only talent I got. <laughs> She's like, that'll do. Do you know Freebird?
0: I do.
1: Ah! Um. So from then on, Alexander refers to Zeus as his true father. He's like, well, the Oracle said it. Um, mm. To the point that when he died, currency with his face on it depicted him with the horns of Amon on his head, which is like the crown that Zeus would wear. Of course. So then, while in Egypt, he founds the city of Alexandria, which, if you recall, was the capital of the Ptolemaic kingdom during Cleopatra's reign. Yes. Having conquered Egypt, Alexander faces Darius and his newly assembled massive army at Gagamela in October of 1331 B.C.
0: October of 1331 B.C. I was just about to say, was it October?
1: How did they know? The pumpkins were out. Were they? The pumpkins,
0: like, yeah. yeah. Kids were out trick-or-treating, so they knew. Yeah, and all of the pictures from the day. Yeah. Um, Leaves are, are huge- changing foliage. The sand was, <laughs> was turning a little, a little orange. <laughs> uh, a
1: huge battle ensues with heavy losses on both sides. But once more, for the third time... Darius flees. King Darius just like, take it off. So anyway, Darius' Darius troops have had enough of this and they just assassinate him. They're like, bye. We're not running anymore. Enough of this. So they just kill him. Mother's a
0: sissy. You're a sissy.
1: (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Uh, When Alexander found Darius' body, he gave him a royal burial, though. He's like, this guy deserves a royal burial. Here you go. Nothing but a gentleman. Uh, And then then quickly proclaims himself king of Persia. Um, And then... (laughs) So does Bessus, another Persian leader who is thought to have been the one who killed Darius. So upon hearing this claim of Bessus, Alice is like, there can be only one. And pursues him until Bessus' troops are just tired of running. Finally, they give him over to Ptolemy, Alexander's good friend. Bessus is then mutilated and executed. Yay!
0: (laughs) I hate that.
1: Yeah, the mutilation part is is not good. Yeah, why? Really, why? So now... Uh Persia is really Alexander's because
0: Bessus is gone um Bessus is now worse, but anyways. <laughs> That's two for two, man. I'm on a roll. <laughs> you gotta a roll.
1: What happens next is essentially like when you're 12 and you got that best friend who like starts hanging out with a different group of friends. And mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, like like you don't hang out with the friends. It's just like he sort of has two. He has you and the friends. But every time he comes around, like he's got like new like expressions that he uses and like uh, he's like yeah. dressing differently. He's got like Converse oh, sneakers God, now. Yeah. And you're like, you've changed, man. You know? Yeah. And also, this is the point of my explanation where I need to talk to you. This is an intervention, but This is why I'm
0: leaving. Oh this. no! <laughs> it's okay. I have no other friends. We're in lockdown, so this that's is the, the only problem. amount of contact that I've had.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. I just feel like you're too needy. I just—it can't all be me, bud.
0: Okay. I'll—I'll uh, I'll go try to find some more friends. <laughs>
1: immediately, Jeff strikes up a Plenty of Fish profile. Yeah. Just look—just no looking open- for a
0: friend. <laughs> There's an open call posted on Facebook for my friendship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So, in order to fit in and
1: be liked by the Persians, he just starts taking on Persian customs. Because he's now, like, you know, taking this huge empire, the Persian Empire. And he's like, hang on, I'm this guy from Macedonia, no one's going to like me. So he starts dressing like them. He starts taking part in proskinesis, which is a custom when you bow down and kiss the hand of people depending on their rank. And the Macedonians aren't big fans of that. Or the fact that he now thinks he's sort of a god. They're like, hmm, this is not really what we signed up for, bud. Mm. Um, and what do people do in ancient times when they don't like the way someone does something? They Mutilate plot. and kill. <laughs> well, yeah, they plot to assassinate them. Yeah. Um, Alex finds out about a plot to kill him and execu- executes Philotas, which is one of his officers, for failing to alert him. He's like, you should have known, Philotas. Kill
0: him. two, Philotas.
1: <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then he has... Uh, to assassinate Parmenion, who was Philotas' father, just to prevent like a revenge attack. Like, you killed my son, now I'll kill you. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Um, so, paranoia sets in. Then Cletus, the general and close friend of Alexander, gets loaded. <laughs> Cletus! Cletus! And, and Cletus, starts... get in here! <laughs> <laughs> he starts minimizing Alexander's achievements and insulting his new Persian rituals. It's like, Alex... I don't, I don't like any of them dresses you're wearing, and I don't like how I got to kiss your hands and bend down when I comes into the room. <laughs> so Alexander, also drunk at the time, kills him with a spear. Of course. Yep. He makes a Cletus shish kebab, if you will.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Another
1: plot is later revealed in which the royal pages are planning to have Alexander killed, um, and Alex has them all tortured on the rack.
0: On the rack. Is that the pulling Uh, rack? Back home. Is that the one we talked about? The rack is the thing where you, like, arms and legs are stretched out, and then they, like, just keep cranking you. But yep. I'll tell you one thing. I'd kill for one of those right about now. <laughs> Better <laughs> than a good bad. chiropractor. My is that tight. <laughs> yeah. I just need like four strong lads just to pull on me limbs. <laughs> <laughs> Do ya? The second I said can, that, <laughs>
2: I mean...
1: Need... <laughs> can, can we actually amend your Plenty of Fish uh, status yeah. looking for four strong lads to pull on me limbs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and God. also a
1: friend. Yep. The
0: um,
1: fish in Cletus is hard, eh? <laughs> So back home, General... Um, I never know how to say his name. Antipater, Kenobi. Antipater. <laughs> who Alexander left in charge and Olympias, his mom, who's just a piece of work. They're constantly fighting and complaining to Alexander about the other one. Like, mm. I don't like Antipater and he's like, unlike your mother, she's trying to get in the way. But aside from that, that's like the worst thing going on at home. Aside from that, all's peaceful. Uh, at one point King Agis uh the 3rd of Sparta, which might be Is that buddy in like in 300 is he King Agis?
0: No. I can't remember. I haven't watched that in a while. Anyway. I feel like we also um, corrected ourselves on this last time and I still don't remember it. Yeah, same. Such a good movie though. So good. Do you I know what else is a really great movie? It. Is Troy, which I know we've already talked about, but <laughs> but like <laughs> A great film, and it was uh, it came up as like recommended for you, and I was like, obviously. And yeah. Catherine just does not want to watch it; she's she's um. zero interest. I'm like, it's Brad Pitt without a shirt on. A is if that's not enticing enough for you to watch <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, it's it's just a great story. Yeah,
1: it is a great story. I couldn't agree more. Anyways. Um, also anyway, also, it's the greatest yeah.
0: opening line of all time. Go on. No, no, I insist you go. No, I don't know what it is. Yes, you do. It's a little boy. And he's yep. waking him up in in the tent? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. So you know. He's the biggest man I've ever met. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's why no one will remember your name. Yeah. It's great.
1: It's very good. Um, and true, no one knows that kid's name to this day.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually Cleanus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, King of Sparta attacks once while Alexander's away, but um, Antipater just defeats him and kills him. So not a big deal. Nope. Uh One larger problem, though, is Alexander keeps taking more and more men. So this, along with the fact that Macedonians now have way more land to settle on, they just keep getting spread out, and he keeps taking them. So although not a big issue at the moment, in years after Alexander's death, it's why the land is fairly easily taken. It's like you know when yes. you got the game of risk, you got all the buys on risk. one, you yeah, keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that. Yeah. It's exactly that.
0: It's like butter over too much bread.
1: Yep. Um, now it's time to enter India. Many tribes surrender peacefully. Some don't. King Porus of Parava sparks an interesting battle. Um, They've got a secret weapon that Alex has never faced before. Any guesses what that secret weapon is?
0: Uh, Gunpowder. Nope. Nope. uh, Bow and arrows. Nope. Good guess. Magic. Nope. India. (laughs) I don't know. Elephants. Oh, that's a -a heffalump.
1: War elephants. A heffalump. I will take who, two heffalumps in my tea,
0: please. <laughs> hmm. oh.
2: I love what they call fi-
0: elephants in Lord of the Rings. They call them elephants. Elephants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. A fierce battle. But basically, those, though. That's like those things, yeah. like the war, war elephants, uh, as yeah. in Lord of the Rings. Um, a fierce battle ensues, apparently during a thunderstorm, but I just think that's the editors of History.com just, like, get tipsy out of Friday night. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a thunderstorm, it happened it on top the of a of mountain, ice. yeah, he had to walk up October the mountain both 14th. ways. <laughs> 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 October oh, god! But we're both on Friday night, we'll give each other any leeway. No. So King Porus was so brave during battle that Alexander actually made him an ally when the, when the battle was over. He defeated him and awarded him more land than he originally
0: had. Go on. I
1: know. So not just a hat rack now. He's trying to conquer India, thousands of mm. miles from his homeland, and all the locals are like, who do you belong to? And he's like, look, mm. King Porus is my friend. So everyone's like, oh, okay. We know King Porus. That's good. Yeah. Um, so like good tactic because you're very far from your home and you're going to need some friends if you want to keep this land. Uh-huh. So that's what they do. Um, so we're in India. We're taking cities and towns, left, right, and center. A battle takes place at a Had, Had- Hadaspus. And then Bucephalus, his horse, since the age of 12, dies.
2: Oh. It's
1: unclear if it was from battle wounds or from old age. The horse was 30 when he died. Uh, that's... The horse. Yep. Old. It is old. I mean, again, I don't know the lifespan of a horse, but pretty old. I would it think must be old. Um, Alexander was so beat up over it, he named the city of Bucephala after the horse.
0: Uh, that makes me sad. Chosen. That's the biggest casualty of this whole story so far, is the horse dying.
1: Yeah, some of the stories about the horse, like they they compare the horse to Pegasus, as you were like saying earlier. Like they actually compare the horse to Pegasus, and like yeah, no, that horse was better than Pegasus. Yeah, it wasn't. It couldn't fly, but well, it couldn't whistle like the Pegasus in the Disney movie. So, like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got by yeah that sounds like uh, the wind outside <laughs> <laughs> so driven by this loss alex wanted to keep going and conquer all of india but his soldiers were exhausted from battle after battle after battle and eventually the commanders and officers convinced him to return to persia the men wanted to see their families not to mention on the other side of the river ganges that alex wanted to cross it was rumored that two kings were waiting with eighty thousand horsemen 200,000 footmen, 8,000 chariots, and 6,000 war elephants.
0: 6,000 elephants. Yeah, so like, oh no, we're tired, we should go home. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the problem, shoulders. is it? I miss my
1: wife. Yeah, it's not the 6,000 <laughs> war elephants you're worried about. No. Um, on the way back, though, they encounter some Mahi tribes, and Alex is injured. Uh, many other men die in the desert just on their return trip, because they've got to get back through the desert. Um as, as Alexander is recovering from his injury he hears that many of the people he left in charge of different areas were misbehaving while he was away. Mm. I don't know what misbehaving is but he didn't like, like some it.
0: hanky-panky.
1: He executed them several of them as examples for the rest. Just on his way home just like stop in the store get a bag of chips, execute a few governors, pop into the drive-through and Tim Hortons and get a Tim bit double double. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then everybody was like, okay, let's not uh, screw up. Let's make sure we are doing what Alexander yeah. wants, or he will kill us. Yep. Um, so the men are already on edge. They're dying. They're tired. They're longing for home. So as a way of thanking them, Alexander pays off soldiers' debts and announces that he would send the um, overage and disabled veterans back to Macedonia. But they take this the wrong way. They're sort of like, oh, you don't want us to help out? You don't? You, we're not good enough anymore? And he's like, no, no, that's not what I mean. Like, nope, that's, that's what, what you said. meant. Like, th- yeah. And then they just take it the wrong way, and then they mutiny. And they start complaining about his love of the Persians again. And oh, three God. three days go by, and he can't get them to back down. So he gives Persians command posts in the army and strips the Macedonians of their titles. The Macedonians come back begging for forgiveness. And you gotta hand it to Alexander. He doesn't he knew when to be a strong man. He wasn't like, told you so, or is an asshole about it. He accepts the apology, he returns their titles, and then hosts a huge banquet to bring harmony between the Macedonians and the Persians. Because that's the problem. Right? It's his homeland, and the mm. Persians are like, no, yeah. you like us better. No, you like them better. So he doesn't leave the harmony between them to chance. He orchestrates a mass wedding. He orders many officers to marry Persian princesses. He takes two Persian wives for himself. And then, his goal, to start breeding a race that would be loyal to him. Ooh. I know. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneak, because he conquered the Persians, and he was only half Macedonian. So, like, this Perdonian, or, like, Macedonian? Macedonian, that works better.
0: Macedonian.
1: The Macedonian Uh. race would, would literally, as I've now coined, would literally be something he created at this mass wedding, so he would have their loyalty for years to come. Yeah. So we thought. Um, Alexander then heads to Ecbatana Ek- Ek- to retrieve much of the Persian's treasure, which I imagine to be like that huge lion head in Aladdin, like when you show up in the desert and there's that lion e- head and you're like... Yep. What does he say? Like, non pass.
0: Yeah, along those lines.
1: Something about that. And then open sesame and then he opens up his mouth. And then you go. Yeah. Um, that's what I picture. The uh, while there,
0: in the rough.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and while there, his closest friend possibly lover, died of an illness or poisoning. And let's be honest, when they say possibly lover, they mean lover. Who are they trying to fool? Who are they trying to fool? Love is love, man. Take it from the band of Thebes. Love is
2: love.
1: Yeah, take it from the band of Thebes. They didn't care. Although I bet somewhere along the line, like there was like this... Like, band of thieves, thieves, and like, everybody like kept on, like, men kept on hitting on them. I'm like, no, man, we're the band of thieves, not the band of thieves. I'm uh, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, Alex is uh-huh. devastated and orders a very expensive funeral for his friend and decrees that there will be public mourning in the capital. So, his horse died, his best friend died, his truck broke down, he writes a country song about it. Yeah. And <laughs> then. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: He, he gets Cletus. Friend, love.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He gets Cletus in on it. Cletus picks up his banjo. <laughs> um and he is recovers. Cletus, when's he come back? I know, when is Cleteus coming back? Bye. I don't know. He's Why? been gone for too long. Um so Alexander recovers and still has this thirst for world domination. So Alex starts making plans to conquer Arabia. But he never got the chance to carry out those plans. Oh, no. In June of 30, th- of 323 BC, at the age of 32, Alexander the Great became Alexander the Dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh,
1: what happened? Um, One account of his death, we don't really know. One account says that he was entertaining Admiral Nietzsches ne- 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 I think that's a typo, don't know, doesn't matter, spent the mm. night and next day drinking with him, developed a fever that got so bad he couldn't speak, and he eventually died. Another says, he got the COVID, another says that Alex was struck with pain after downing a large bowl of unmixed wine. This was followed by 11 days of sickness and dying in agony. Ugh. Yeah. Here's a fun fact on that one, though. He downed a large bowl of unmixed wine because he was honoring Heracles, which is the Greek equivalent of Hercules, because they all have like the same gods, but like the other way around, Uh um, who was the actual son of Zeus. So Alexander, who proclaimed himself son of Zeus with the oracle, he honors Hercules with a big old thing of wine, and the thing of wine kills him. Yeah. So that's interesting.
0: It's like, you're not my real dad. You're not my brother.
1: Yeah. Also, of course, in this time with these guys, there's always the question of assassination.
0: Was he poisoned?
1: It was thought that Antipater, who you'll remember as the general who was always fighting with his mother— Um, had Alexander poisoned for removing him as Macedonian Viceroy, which always makes me think of Star Wars. Isn't that a thing in Star Wars? Viceroy Viceroy. is
0: a great name.
1: Great word. Alexander had summoned Antipater. Title, thank you. Um, He summoned Antipater, Antipater, don't know, Antimatter, to Babylon. (laughs) (laughs) Pitter-patter. Pitter-patter Antipatter. Um, Given the history of what (laughs) Alexander had done to other generals and Viceroys, uh, Antipater may have thought he going to Babylon was just a death sentence. Um, so it's possible that he had Alexander's wine poisoned, since Alexander's wine pourer was none other than Antipater's son, Aeolus. Mm. So he's the guy who's pouring the wine. So it's like, just throw a few like Tylenol 3s in there, crunch them up.
0: Yeah, some baby aspirin.
1: Yeah. Um, Alexander's body was laid in a gold sarcophagus, filled with honey, and placed in a gold casket honey
0: sticky preservative
1: <laughs> i don't know um, you know
0: honey is one of the only things that won't go bad ever it'll just harden ever ever right like that's wild it, in a world where we know everything is finite like life there is always a beginning to an end the universe is always a beginning and an end like it's almost it's it's almost incomprehensible for us to think of something as infinite, which is why the right. concept of death is just so outlandish to humans. But to yes. think of one thing <laughs> that is just infinite, that just does not go bad, is it, it, it's honey. And it's a thing that you could spread on toast. <laughs> Those dumb dancing bees are just like, yep. let's make something that just lasts forever. And they're like, okay, and they just make something that lasts. Anyways, as and you this were talking will be about, our
1: legacy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
1: fun fact Anyways. i was listening to desert island this the other day and the guy on there was like an etymologist like kind of like a um a what's the guy who does planet earth um <laughs> shut up um <laughs> david david attenborough like kind of like a david attenborough but like slightly less famous anyway sure he was talking about this thing called like a pterocyte or something it's, like, this little, like, bug-like thing. And, like, apparently they're, like, you know, everybody says cockroaches will live forever. Well, these things will really live forever. They can yep. live up to 100 degrees Celsius and just be fine. They just curl up into, like, this crazy, like, hard shell. They're, like, they, like, basically grow this hard shell and just, like, curl up in it. And then they're, like, yeah, okay, we'll come out when it's not too warm. And they can be frozen entirely solid. And when they, like, they can be frozen in, I think it's, like, liquid helium or something. Like, something that gets, like crazy cold like not just like winter cold but like you know like minus 600 degrees yeah they can be frozen in that and just thaw out within 30 seconds if you put a drop of water on them they'll just thaw out 30 seconds to start walking around go away yep terracite i think they're called um anyway i i digress um so on its way to macedonia um ptolemy seizes the casket and took it to memphis Presumably a different Memphis than we're familiar with. <laughs>
0: Presumably.
1: Well, let's take the casket to the Memphis. Um, so a golden Ptolemy. honey-filled casket. <laughs> Won't you be my honey bear? Um, Ptolemy II transferred the sarcophagus to Alexandria, and it remained there, until Ptolemy XI replaced the sarcophagus with a glass one, so he could convert the original one to coinage. Oh, how bleak! Desperate for a bit of money, there Ptolemy the Eleventh. Yes, the other ten had already spent the money. Alexander (gasps) had no obvious or legitimate heirs. Apparently, on his deathbed, he was asked who he bequeathed the throne to, and he said, "To the strongest."
0: Of course, he did.
1: Yep, the incredible empire Alexander had created did not take long to fall apart. Unfortunately. Uh, no one knew who power should go to. His current wife was still pregnant when he died, so it was unclear um, what gender that child would be. So if it was, wasn't a male, then it wouldn't be heir to the throne anyway. Uh, he had a half-brother. He had generals high up who he be- who they believed were given signs they would be in charge. One of them, uh, pe- uh, <laughs> Peridicus, <laughs> was given Alexander's signet ring, which he took as a sign of power going to him. But there were four stable powers in the Hellenistic world who fought it out for the next 40 years. Um, in the process, both Alexander's sons were actually murdered, so it didn't matter anyway. One Great. of the four stable powers I mentioned were the Ptolemies, which you'll remember was the father of Cleopatra. Yeah. And, like, her husbands and brothers, which are the yes. same people. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I remember
0: the beginning of that topic was yeah. was talking about Alexander the Great. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Alexander's friend, Ptolemy first was, like, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather of Cleopatra. And they were one of the four who sort of like were fighting out, trying to regain the land that Alexander had um, conquered. So the very end of the Hellenistic Empire, we actually already know, the last thing to happen that ended his empire, even though he had been dead long before this, was the battle at Octium in 31 BC, when Octavian defeated Mark Antony's Ptolemaic fleet. Remember, they take the boats, Cleopatra and Mark Antony, See, um, Augustus became the first Roman Empire. He wins the battle and officially brings yep. an end to Alexander mm-hmm. the Great um, and his entire empire. Interesting. It was, the, it was the dawn of the Roman Empire, in fact. Um, if he hadn't died so young, Alexander may have achieved his goal um, with a track record like he had. In his 13 years as ruler and military mind, he never lost a single battle.
0: My God, look at him go.
1: Not one. Not one, one of them. battle. I mean he lost like the smaller versions, like you know, when I said like he was climbing that hill and couldn't win. He lost the times, But yeah. Jack and Jill following mm. him. Down the hill. Fetched a pail of honey. And <laughs> um poured in the gasket <laughs> twenty years <laughs> from now. Alex <laughs> fell down and
0: covered himself and Chloe came tumbling after. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so yeah, he never lost. Like
1: he even the ones that he lost, he just like fought again the next day and then won.
0: Wow. What a treasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that. That's that. So, folks, we hope you enjoy your break. And we are back. I hope you enjoyed your break. Evan.
1: What is wrong with you? Well, I just wasn't sure. I was like, does Jeff normally do this? I was like, Woo. I was about to say welcome back, but I just like try to like stifle it in my throat. So I'm sure you can just hear, like, Woo. just sounds like you holding in a burp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my hiccups are gone though, so that's okay.
0: Yes, for those of you who, well, actually, all of you have missed it, Evan had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only one who actually for those of you who are in the room with me, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the only one privy to it. It was very unfortunate. Mm. We had to wait twenty five minutes for him to stop hiccuping I remember being in high school mm-hmm. and like
1: never really knowing how to get rid of hiccups, just like waiting until they were over. And I remember being in high school and somebody told me they were like, just take go to the fountain and take ten quick sips of water, like sip,
0: swallow, sip, swallow, sip, swallow as fast as you can, ten sips. Mm-hmm. It works every time. Well, it's because you're. It's like you're swallowing air as well because you're swallowing so much, and it'll just. Fix yeah, and also like you're
1: sort of holding your breath because you're drinking. Yeah. So quickly, right? And you're swallowing that you can't. You can't breathe in
0: that time either. So it's like holding your breath and drinking water. Anyway, it works. Yeah, things you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe that's an interesting topic. Talking about sneezing and hiccuping, things that are involuntary, and why does the body do them? I like it. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so this week, Evan was interested um about learning about counting cards. I really am. I would love to make some millions. <laughs> <laughs> well, um why don't you tell me a little bit about it first? What do you know about it and um what do you what would you like to know? Uh well I know that it's
1: not okay. Like I know if you're in a casino and you are suspected of counting cards, you will be asked to leave. Um, but also, I don't know how people would know that. Mm. Like, if you're just doing well, maybe, like, if you're just doing so well that, like, they know you can't be, like, the thing with gambling is, it's all chance. So, yeah. like, maybe if you're doing too well, they're like, okay, well, something's up here. Yeah. Um, because you're not physically cheating. Like, I know you're not, like, taking cards from under your sleeve. You're actually, like, I know it's about statistics, and you're weighing the probabilities and the odds of certain cards coming up, like, sure. to the, like, to an incredibly academic level. Yeah. I know it's very hard. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just curious like, what is it, that, is it? Is it just probability? Is it like, how hard is it to learn? How much
0: trouble do you get in if you do it? Interesting. Who's good at it? Anyway. Okay. No, that, those are really great questions. I'm going to go do some research and we'll be back next week. <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: <laughs> I'm going to come back next week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come back next Weak, weak, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's why I ended that song on a on a question because it's like it's the way that like scenes will transition in old sitcoms. Like they always end with like a unresolved leading you into the
0: action. Yeah, that's good. I like it. You're smart. Okay, counting cards. (laughs) Thanks, bud. Um, so count. Card counting is the act of assigning a numeric value although there already is, to cards while <laughs> playing blackjack or variations of blackjack. Okay. So blackjack is to be said to be one of the only card games in major casinos now that you can actively um, play count. as opposed to, well, I mean, you can play all of them. Uh, yeah, I guess count is, is, is the best way to do it. Uh, it is often okay. depicted in movies and pop culture as something, like you said, that is complex and requires intricate memorization tools or high-level mathematician skills. But in reality, it actually is quite simple. Oh. Yeah. Uh, It is also seen as, like you said, illegal or unethical. In reality, it is perfectly legal as long as you do it uh, without using any external tools to do so. Oh. Yeah. Um, There have been many people who have perfected some of these methods. Lots of people uh, work together to enhance the system, and many people use it ineffectively as well. (laughs) and lose all their money um blackjack card counting has existed for quite a while there was a book written in 1961 by mr thorb uh and that's kind of where it sparked a lot of interest he was an mit professor and that's where uh, i guess the populace started running with it casinos initially struggled to deal with successful card counters however They've spent the past several decades understanding this, and this is what they call it, Advantage Play, AP method, okay. and how to combat it. Casinos have since added multiple decks, and, uh, inst- instated unfavorable rules, and learned how to spot many advantage players. These days, the industry even has technology on their side. They use facial recognition technology and databases to identify APs and keep their info on file, respectively. What's an AP? What I just said a second ago Advantage Plays. Advantage Plays. Oh, okay. These days, the industry even has technology. I just read that one. That said, (laughs) (laughs) might as well do it again. Uh, so, all of this being said, uh, casinos seemingly have a big edge in this game of cat and mouse. Many back blackjack players feel that card counting is dead as a result. Mm. But the reality, right. though, card counting and table-based advantage gambling is just as alive as ever. Okay. So, you said very briefly what you think it is. It's just, you know... Crazy math and probability and statistics, and just doing all that math in your head. And you need to be a genius in order to do it, right? Right. Yeah. Wrong. Um, The math itself is actually quite simple. What is the, what it is? that that actually makes someone good at it is simply the practice of it and doing it over and over again. Uh, that mixed with understanding the game, understanding bets, understanding like you know when to hold them, no when to fold them, no when to walk right. away. Uh, and then the third is how you execute your plan. Okay. Because although it isn't illegal, a lot of casinos um, can obviously reserve the right to not. Let you gamble. So, if they know that you are good at this, they will simply just say, You can take your business elsewhere. It is not illegal. Which is crazy, though. They can, well, they, they reserve to refuse, uh, they have the right to refuse service and refusal of right to, to let them play. So, they can say, You are good at what you're doing. Please take your business elsewhere. Yep. That's insane. Yep. Well, because if you think about it, they can clean out the entire house in one evening if they're really good at what they do. Right?
1: I suppose, yeah, but like that's like that's they work to get that good for a reason so they can make money.
0: Yeah. So how is it actually done? So there's yeah. four major steps. So at first, your first task as a card counter is to watch cards as they're dealt and assign the following values to each card. Okay. So when they're dealt up upright, like face up. Well, have you ever played blackjack?
1: Yeah, I know how blackjack works.
0: Yeah, okay, so you're just counting those cards as they're dealt. I think you read too okay. much into that sentence. Um, high cards, which are you know 10 Jack Queen King ace, are considered minus one, okay? okay? Your low cards, which are two to six, are plus one, okay? Your neutral cards are seven to nine and the, and they are zero. Okay? So there's your numeric value minus 1 zero, and plus one. And the reason why is because the house favors high cards. Mm -hmm. Okay? So when there's high cards, that means that there's less for you to get, which means that there's minus. Then when there's low cards, it favors you. So then you because if there's low cards on the table, there's a high probability of high cards coming up so it's a plus one for you. Seven to nine favors neither the house nor you, so it's zero. So you need to keep a running tally and add or subtract the one as each card comes out of the deck. This count is known as your running count. Okay. Because a lot of casinos learned that people were counting, they put in new variations on the rules and decks to make it increasingly more difficult. Due to this, they actually added more than one deck. So instead of someone being like, okay, there's, you know, there's how many cards? 52? Yeah. 52 cards? Yeah. They're like, okay, there's 52 cards. Let's add five decks. So it just makes the game of probability much more difficult. So they right. actually so added like more decks to the, the game. Queen of, the Queen of Hearts
1: could come up more than once on a, in a play, or, but it doesn't matter exactly. because you're only looking at numbers anyway for blackjack.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it does make it increasingly more difficult to count. Yeah. Right? So they added up to five decks depending on the casino. So after you've calculated these actual things, you need to start, you need to convert your running count into your true count. So you must divide the running count by the estimated remaining decks to make this conversion. So you estimate the amount of decks left by visually looking at the shoe. For example, your running count is plus nine, okay? You estimate that there are, there's roughly about three decks remaining. Okay. So you go 9 divided by 3. So your true count is plus 3. So, you may have trouble determining how many decks are left at first. Furthermore, you might not uh, be so precise on the remaining decks. But the most, the more precise you are, the better you'll be at knowing your exact advantage or disadvantage. You should become more comfortable with these aspects over time. So, that's one of those things where it's like just after time, you could look at a stack of cards and be like, mm, there's about 300 cards there. I know. You know there's three decks or, you know what I mean? Or right. a deck and a half. Um so if you if the running count increases, the advantage becomes shifting to the player. If the running count goes negative, the casino's advantage increases. Right. Are you following me so far?
1: I think so. Okay. So like you're basing this on <clears throat> excuse me. You're basing it on like the cards that you've seen come up, you know, you now know are no longer in play. So those yes. cards don't go back into the main deck.
0: But here yes, so you're yeah, you you're not you're not necessarily counting it as like, okay, I just saw two sixes, so now there's two sixes left. Like that's not how the conversation is going in your head, right? So Cause because it that's way too difficult. And also that's not how statistics work, right? Because the probability of that six coming on the top or the bottom is completely irrelevant, right? This is gonna happen. So if you the how can I explain this? Can you think of like a game of blackjack in your head right now? Yes. Cool. So I get laid down a card, and let's just say it's a queen. Yeah. Okay? Because it's a high card, I get a minus one. So there's minus one on the table already. Mm -hmm. Okay? My second card is a two, Mm -hmm. which is a low card, so that's plus one. Okay. So right now, my running count is zero. Yep. Because I had a plus one and a minus one, so it's zero.
1: Am I keeping... uh, So let's say I'm playing two. And there's a dealer who is the podcast. You're keeping
0: track of the whole table, exactly. (laughs) Oh, see, I'm keeping track of yours as well. Yeah, because all cards are part of the the entire shoe, the entire deck. Mm -hmm. So there's five people playing. You got to count your total and every single person there, including the dealer. And so when you, like, my hand would be zero. Let's say your hand ended up being plus two because you had a two and a four. Mm-hmm. And the person next to you had a zero because they had a seven and an eight. Mm. And the person, and so you add all the numbers up for the entire table. Mm. And that gives you your running count of the table. Okay. So you could be plus 20 if everybody has really low cards. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so from there, then you make the assumption of how many cards are left. Then you divide it from there. If it's a positive number, it means giddy up, you're doing good. High if cards are going neg- to come up. Well, yeah. yeah, but if it's a negative number, it means you slow down your bet. And the difference between knowing how to bet based on those things is kind of what I said earlier on the experience portion of it, is how experienced are How often have you played? How right. well do you know the game? Um, one video I watched, these guys would take, they would minus one unit Based on the actual total count, and then they would times it by their bid. So they go and be like, "Our bid is twenty five dollars." Okay, if the total count was five, they go minus one, so it'd be four, and they go four times twenty five. So they know their bid was a hundred bucks. Okay, are you following me? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so. If the running count increases, the advantage begins shifting to the player, like I mentioned. If it's a negative, then the casino's advantage uh, increases. So next, you determine your edge and try to capitalize on either your edge or the house's edge. This part of counting is more so understanding the game and how it works, making assessments based on what the table reads, what you can afford, and strategies that you've had success with in the past. Mm -hmm. The main idea... Behind card counting is to wager more when the deck is rich in aces and 10s. Your chances of getting a natural blackjack are higher at this point. Another perk to counting... Question. Yep. So you know the deck
1: is higher in aces and 10s if you haven't seen aces and 10s very much. That's correct. Okay. But that has nothing to do with your running count.
0: It does, because aces and 10s are considered high numbers... So they would be a negative number. But, so it,
1: but are you also keeping track of which uh, which negative numbers you've seen? Do you mean like... No. It, not, if it's specific to aces and tens, couldn't it also be an ace and a jack or an ace and a queen? It's very low-relevant that's a 10, doesn't it?
0: That's correct. Yep. No, you're correct. Yep. Oh, I thought you were saying
1: aces and tens are specific, but really what you mean is ace and any other 10, jack, king, king or queen.
0: That is correct. Ace okay. or 10. <clears throat> I'm with yep. you. Ace, eight, uh, 11 or 10 card. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another perk to counting cards is that you can tell when more high cards favor you exist than low cards favor the dealers, uh, who draw to hard or soft 17 benefit your low cards because they have a smaller chance of busting out. (laughs) Assuming you go away from basic strategy at the right times, you can further boost your edges. Here's an example. You're dealt an ace and a seven. Okay. That's a soft 18. The dealer's up card is two. What's what's a soft eight? So, AT- oh, because Ace is eleven. Correct. Right. Uh basic strategy dictates that you stand in this position. However, the true count is a very favorable plus three. Mm-hmm. The deck features a large number of high cards that could bust out the dealer. So right. you double down as a result.
1: Because you got an ace, which you could you could use as a one if you get a face
0: card. True, but because there's so many low cards on the table, Mm. there's a higher probability that a high card will land and the dealer will actually bust on there too, right? Right, yeah. So you double down as a result. Now, does that always work? No, but if you play with this strategy over and over and over, eventually you will win, right? Yeah, statistics are, the the
1: probability is that's what will happen most of the time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to make these uh, strategy deviations to win without counting, but you can increase your advantage even more when doing so. So there's obviously way more factors in counting cards and strategies when playing. Knowing what to do and how to bet takes time and experience playing. Though counting isn't technically illegal, casinos in Nevada um, and in different bars, uh, they actually bar counters from playing blackjack by backing them off games. Counters can expect a pit boss to come. I love that pit boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I think that's what they call like gambling floors. They call them pits. No, no.
1: So a pit Um, boss is like, are they like security or like? Pretty much. Yeah. I think
0: like a manager on duty, like someone just walking around the floor, making sure everything's going well. Right. Uh, So they come up to them and unsympathetically say, we appreciate your business, but we are going to ask you to stop playing blackjack here. Feel free to play any other table games that we offer. pretty well means go play any other game that has a much higher (laughs) probability of the house winning. (laughs) Right. And will they, like, in the event of that, they
1: can't, like, take any money that they won. They're just like, let's stop them before it wins too much.
0: Exactly. Right. So, uh, casinos employ countermeasures to hinder card counters as well. Um, They try to impede a card-counting blackjack player by using eight deck shoes. Okay. That's a lot. Uh, Shuffling at will to thwart bet variants and instructing the dealers to move the cut card near to the top of the shoe. So there's, uh, yeah, okay, cool. So nowadays where casinos are more aware of these practices, they have put in many uh, different measures to decrease these APs. Uh, If you couple card counting with other techniques, you can still continue to uh, win, but it makes it increasingly more difficult. You can shuffle track, So you can actually watch how uh, the dealer shuffles the deck. Uh, You can track slugs, which is my favorite thing that I've learned. Um, So so like, let's say a hand was just dealt and completed and the person next to you got an ace and a 10. And the person next to the other, uh, the other next to them got like an ace and a queen. So you know there's a lot of high cards next to each other. Mm -hmm. So what the dealer does, they swoop all the cards together and that creates a slug and you carefully watch the dealer and how they shuffle the cars to see where that slug lands. Ah. So you're tracking shuffling. I like that it's out. called a slug. I know, tracking slugs. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's also something they do. Um, <clears throat> but my favorite thing they do is come up with strategies on how to actually trick the casinos. Okay. Because the actual, like I said, card counting is completely legal, yeah. right? So what actually hinders people from card counting isn't actually the game itself, but it's the casinos. Right. So the second they realize you're doing what you're doing, they blackball you. They take pictures of you uh, through the security. They don't let you back because you have to create a account every time you go into a casino with a photo ID. They don't right. let you back in the casino. They send all your information to other casinos. So a lot of um, professional card counters, their careers are quite short. Right. For instance, uh, there was one of the most infamous card counting crews
1: came Ooh. from a
0: graduating class in MIT, called themselves the MIT Counting Crew. And their reign lasted from 1994 to 2000. Okay. It was a team of five or six of them. And what they would do is they would have their the main person at the table. Yeah. Okay. Who would be uh, just, you know, playing the game normally, doing their normal counting. Right. Uh, then what they would have is they'd have a spotter. And they would have a spotter literally all around, like they would just walk around um, all of the tables. Right. And they'd have one person at every table. So they'd have, I think, three or four tables going at once.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they had one per- big person, they'd call him the big gorilla. And so what would happen is, is the person would be sitting down counting cards and doing the strategy. And just as they feel the house is getting hot yeah. and they know it's it's about to be like a big win, like it's like yeah. plus 15 or something, they'd give a signal to the spotter. Right. The spotter would then get the other person, the big gorilla, to go to that table, sit down, and put a buttload of money on one bet. Right. And then they would win and clean up that hand. And in one hand, they would like quadruple their money. Right. So it didn't raise any flags because... There's no way that person could have counted cards. They just right. walk over to the table and win a big lot of money. Right. The trick was is to have a different gorilla on every table. But they have one person counting the cards, signal to another person. Eventually, they got caught a couple of times, and they got uh, blackballed. Then what they started to do is they would have two people sitting at the table, one person counting the cards, yeah. a second person or er, instructing the And then when the actual third person would tell the big gorilla to come to the table, instead of them throwing one big bid at a time, the third person would actually not do any counting, any betting at all, or any sort of, like, weird stuff. The third person would simply take instruction from the second person. So just based on signals, that's it. Right. Because the big thing is casinos know when you're counting cards from behavior. If what? your eyes are just glued to the table, going back and forth between every card, and like you're speaking to yourself, one plus two, two plus three. That's right. Negative okay. And then they can, you know, they can tell when you're doing that kind of math in your head. Yeah. Especially if you're um, talking out loud, you're nutting. I didn't say that. That's I a was pretty bad
1: character. Uh, one plus minus, minus one, minus one, minus one, minus one, minus four, and plus four. <laughs> it was like, yes, a, a excuse person. Me, sir. Do you have a seven? Is that a seven? <laughs> Go fish.
0: Is that a six or a nine? Okay. Can you flip it up? Okay, perfect. <laughs> Great. Doesn't matter. It's zero anyways. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Funny. So, um... So, yeah, so they had really intricate plans on how to fool the casino so the casino would never know that someone was counting cards. Right. And the actual act of counting cards became increasingly more difficult as well because of things like uh, waitresses and stuff would come over and ask if you wanted drinks. Like, they would just naturally distract you. Right. There'd be constant music, stimulus. The um, the actual dealers were said to, like, prompt people, being like, right. so, like, you know, where are you from? Right. What you doing here? Like, and just to try to get your mind off of those things. And it was easy to tell if someone was actually counting. Mm. Uh, this group of people, um, the MIT counting crew, uh, on most weekends would pull in anywhere from twenty dollars to $50,000. I was going
1: to ask. I was like, how much did they make?
0: Yep. Uh, and in their biggest weekend, they hauled in a half a million dollars. Wow. Over the six years, they probably pulled, they said, anywhere from 20 to $60 million. Between how many of them? Uh, they started off with five. I think they ended with eight. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all perfectly legal. Yeah. Right? No. No issues at all. They said the worst part is, you know, it's one thing, like, you know, they had to go in and try to, like, because they were, They were counting cards, and that was their business, so to speak.
1: Mm. They just
0: constantly had cash.
1: Right. Right. There
0: was not like... So they would have to walk into a casino with a half a million dollars. And the time when they walked in with a half a million dollars and then walked out with an additional half a million dollars, they were walking around with a million dollars cash. Yeah. Imagine that. So uh, they would oftentimes have money strapped to their bodies going into the casino to try not to, like, you know... Hit red flags. Right. Right. Because the casino is like, whoa, 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 what are you doing with a half a million dollars walking in here? You know, that's right. And also,
1: like, how how does that work? I don't know if you know the answer to this, but like, in terms of like taxes, do you have to pay money on winnings?
0: Mm -hmm. It's a capital gain, I think. It's a lottery, isn't it?
1: Yeah, right. So you just list it under your capital gains.
0: Yeah. Um, well, no, no, I don't know if it's a capital like I don't know if or whatever. You a you list it game. on your
1: T on your <clears throat> T1 probably.
0: Well, if you claim it.
1: That's what I mean. If you're if you're, you know, your only income is from that and you're able to afford rent and whatever, obviously, you know, if you don't have another job, you're going to have to claim it. They're going to be like, "How are you affording this?"
0: I don't know, bye. Interesting. Yeah. So, the actual act itself of counting cards is actually quite simple because it's right. just Counting between minus one, zero, and one. The yeah. numbers don't go any higher than five or ten. And the biggest thing you have to do is divide. Yeah, it's very simple math. Yeah, what's difficult is the scheming around at the plotting and trying to get around getting caught actually doing the counting.
1: Yes, and also the I would imagine the concentration and all of the distractions. Like well, that. Do would, you know what's That would what be do my head in because I wouldn't be able to
0: concentrate. No. Do you know what's funny to me though? And I actually thought about this when I was doing the research is that when I was watching videos and, and by the way, I think I did a piss poor job at explaining how the numbers work and the visualization of the numbers. So please go on YouTube and just watch a video of someone doing it. And you'd be like, Oh, that's what Jeff meant. Do you have it's a, a very good video
1: that you would recommend? Like one of the ones you watched?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head, but I'm sure I could find it really quick.
1: Okay. I'm just, you can just tell me later. I'm just curious. I'd like to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's like it was like four minutes. It was perfect. The guy just explains it, um, but they give you like the actual game step by step and how the cards equal it, right? Yeah, uh, and it makes sense when you're doing it slow, but then when you see it in game speed and people yeah. reacting, you're like, "Holy shit! How are they doing this so fast?" Right. But do you know what it made me think of? What it made me think of music. Right. Yeah. Be because and this is this is something that I've I've talked to you a little bit about is because I mean, you know, who's kidding who? You're you're much more of a prolific piano player than I am. Um I mean you're working I'm, your way up
1: into drums though, so
0: <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but I find it very interesting how people read the two lines of music and how they process them so fast in terms of sight reading, right? Yes. And you know, and, and how like do they look generally back and try to gain anyways long story short, it's a very interesting thing that I like. But when they're looking at they're looking at everything in columns because the cards sit down. So instead, I don't think they actually recognize okay, king is plus one, three is minus one, that equals zero. They see the shape and know it. Yeah. Right? The yeah. same way you would see a chord and you know the shape of the chord instead yeah. of being like, Oh, that's a you know, D flat minor with a flat seven. you know what I mean? Yeah. You see a shape more so than you actually see the formation of the chord. It takes you a second to recognize it, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's it's practice and consistency and you see shape instead of actual processing those numbers. And after large amounts of time of playing, if you see three people in a plus and you're in the minus, like your your brain just knows what's happening as it's happening.
1: Yeah. Actually you know that I mean? sight reading is a great is a great um uh what's the word when you compare something to something else? Analogy. Like example? Well. An- analogy. <laughs> um because Likewise, you know, people are like, you know, music piano is so complicated. It's like it is, I guess, but also it's twelve notes repeated. Yeah, deck, a, deck of cards, it's thirteen cards repeated. It's only thirteen cards, right? Because the suits don't matter in that in the context of blackjack.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So it's like, yeah, it's, and and also with in terms of the cards, it's like, well, ten, jack, king, queen. Did I say that right? Ten, jack queen, king, whatever, are all the same. So you they don't even count as different things, you know?
0: All five, all five cards, so king, jack, queen, king, ace, are all just, they're all categorized as one. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Two to six is minus one, seven yeah. to nine is zero. So, yeah. so what you're doing, you're just seeing variations of those three things in different yep. order and just knowing what that number represents. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, you could definitely and they showed a that. practice they showed a practice of some guy flicking cards as fast as he could onto a table and then finished the deck and went plus seven. Wow. Cause he just like, it's just practice of just seeing a symbol and knowing a number. Um, so it's not difficult. It just requires time. Yeah. And just like, just being totally zoned into one thing. Right. Yeah.
1: So, so cool. I don't know if
0: I did a really good job, but it's, uh, I, I found it very interesting watching videos, and I think if, if, if people didn't really latch on to my examples, then freak yourself. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is, it's quite
1: a visual thing that I asked you to explain. And I was fully aware of that when I asked you to do it. But yes. um, it's, it's also cards. Like, when you were like, okay, well, imagine that you have a blank and a blank. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's easy to imagine. So, like, you don't need the deck of cards to explain it. Um, I think you did quite a good job.
0: No, but you definitely need a visual representation. But yeah, so go learn how to count cards. Go make yourself some money, and then donate it to info.splainin at gmail.com.
1: Buy up Dem t-shirts, round three. Round three. I think it's about time. What do you think? For round three?
0: Yeah. If you guys want more shirts.
1: Well, I mean, yes. You know what? Round three will be a first come, first served. Like, If you want some, let us know. We'll order them. We'll do it. We'll do it for you.
0: True. Yeah, you know? let us know. I guess they're still readily available.
1: They exist. There are blueprints. There are things. Stanks, Maybe like do, do you want, want, want a third is. design. Do you want a new design. People, is that what is Ooh. that what you're after? Well, then you know Maybe what? We it's up a to you. It's a contest. But you gotta you gotta do the third design. But also, if we pick you, you still have to buy a shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you still gotta pay for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was exposure. Yeah. We'll pay you with exposure. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, that was our episode. I had lots of fun. Well,
1: Lots of fun, as always, Jeff. Here's to, um, I mean, we'll be at this virtual world for at least another week, but hopefully that's it.
0: Yeah, hopefully, yeah. It's a, it's a two-week minimum for our lockdown, so hopefully uh, it's not too many more. If you were to ask me, I'd say we're in it for a month, so I'd say- I think so, too. A couple of months. I think so. Yeah, think so um, But listen, I'm sitting in bed, <laughs> beer in hand. I've had it worse. But
1: You've definitely had it worse. It could be worse. You could have four men tugging on your limbs. No!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god i almost forgot i said that
1: oh i think it's liquid gold pure comedy liquid gold pure Um, honey in the
0: casket absolutely honey in the casket um
1: well everybody you know what we hope you enjoyed this episode is that what i say
0: You're close. Please go on uh, our Facebook page, Instagram. Make sure you follow, like, and share all of our amazing posts, everything that's going on. Uh, If you have a topic you would like us to do, please email us at info.splainit at gmail.com. Apparently I was bypassing all that. (laughs) No, you're moving on.
1: I was was down to heart's content. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what do I
0: say now? Okay, if you like our podcast, make sure you go and rate and review. You always said podcast. that. No, I didn't. I said oh. like and comment on Facebook and Instagram.
1: God, I'm just like everybody listening now. I'm zoning out during it. Uh.
0: <laughs> My God, we hope you learned something this week. <laughs>
1: and if you didn't, that's still you. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I thought your screen was frozen just then. (laughs) I was, I was like, oh god! I almost pushed stop on the recording because I was like, oh, I I assume Jeff just said it, but I couldn't hear him. Your face was literally just like frozen in time.
0: Yes, I'm waiting for you to finish.
1: Should we restart it, or should I just say, "There's always next week"?
0: No, there. There needs to be continuity. It's our (laughs) end. Does there? We hope you learned something this week.
1: And if you didn't, there's always next week. Bye.
0: (laughs) Alexander the Great 2, Hellenistics, back again.
1: (laughs) You must be out of your Helen mind. No, 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 no. Um, this dry February thing isn't working for you, bud. No, it really, isn't. Been to hell, hellenistic, and back again. <laughs> I'm on a highway to hellenis, Hellenzyne.
0: Okay, all right, we're getting warmer. We're getting warmer.
1: Like a bat out of Hellenzine <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got.